Kind of a bummer, though. I got to crane my neck if I want to have a look at Will. Uh, well, uh, yeah, so that's one of the issues with our new thing. If it, I could get a monitor, could you just put Will's face on this we TV? Could do yeah. That. yeah, that's not we'll a bad idea. That. That's actually not a bad idea at all. It's a, it's a difficult thing to set up the angles and mm. such mm -hmm. to try to mimic an actual conversation. Yeah. Like this camera that you're looking at over here, it moved from last episode to this episode because I was like, man, stuff is off. Yeah. And then even the couch, I cranked it more because I was like, man, we got to have the right this. And you used to shoot on the other axis, right? The other axis. It's out of are. control, man, and uh, there's no right or wrong. I mean, there are some typical rights and some typical wrongs, and but you figure it out as you do it, and you fail in public. So don't think I don't know what's going on with this music. What's that? This is selected just for me. Oh, there you go. All right, you've done some research. That's how the show works. I feel like I can hear Logic about to spit some bars This is on good. This. Actually, I like this. Nice. I think it's a great selection regardless. Yeah. But uh, Will, you you are uh, were inspired by Jesse's channel. Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. If you yeah. could just keep that rolling in our headphones, it doesn't need to be in the recording. It but... was a, it was a whole entire mood right there. It's nice. Yes. And abrupt ending. <laughs> that was an interesting cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the track was was done. Well, it was like enough uh -huh. of that. I mean, I was yeah. expecting more of a fate, but hey, that's okay. It's the way it goes sometimes. I mean, maybe that is actually a good articulation of of my my work. Oh, yeah. the cuts, the edits. I don't do a whole lot of I don't do a whole lot of fade to blacks or slow rollouts. Interesting, and so it just really, happened. No, Will's a genius, right? Yeah. That's fine. I already knew that. You know what? Out. Genius is the stuff that just happens, though. Mm. You ever have moments like that where you, maybe you're putting together a video and you, I, this happens to me a lot. I don't know if you relate. Well, am I calling myself a genius? We'll see. No, where, where you put something in a video and somebody's like, oh, I loved the way, you know, that shirt you were wearing or that light color you changed. It worked perfectly. I'll be like, I didn't do that on purpose. You're talking but about it, Bob Ross right now. You're talking about happy accident. Yeah, it's a happy accident. But it's... It's more than an accident, right? It's maybe it's subconscious, maybe it, who knows what it is, but there are no accidents. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we got there quickly. <laughs> we got there quickly. Uh, this is Jesse Driftwood. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're rolling. Is that your is that your real name? It's not my real okay, name. Okay, because no. it's kind of too good, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, my. Uh, my you don't have to say your real name. Doesn't by the matter. Way. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. I, it was never an intentional decision to to like keep my identity off of the internet. In retrospect, it was a good idea because it just gives me a little bit more privacy. But uh, I actually ran a business with another friend of mine. It was called Driftwood. It was a filmmaking business. Mm. And all of our friends who were in bands, their online names was like their first name and then the band. Mm. So, you know, if you're – you'd be like, I'm Lou Motorhead or I'm whatever, that kind of thing. So we had just put our names as Jesse Driftwood and Zach Driftwood. So I actually – had that as like my online name before I had ever even considered pursuing social media or anything like that as a career path. Pursuing social media. Yeah. Is that a thing you can pursue? Uh, it's always pursuing us, isn't it? It's, it's weird. I mean, I, I feel like a conversation I was having recently is I have a lot of friends who are fully backing out of social media. They're mm. like, I don't like what it's doing to me. I don't like how I'm thinking. I'm always comparing like, especially as you have kids, I, I don't want to go to the pumpkin patch just to take a photo of the pumpkin patch. And I've never related because I've never felt the pressure to put my regular 
life on social media. Mm. Um, Any time that I've put something on social media, for me, it's always felt more like a creative venture. And so I was doing that on, let's say, Instagram or whatever, um, but it was a, a cognitive decision to pursue it and do it more frequently uh, with more quality as an attempt to see what I could do with it. Mm. So it, it in that regard, it was not a happy accident. It was somewhat intentional. So you're not you're not documenting yourself. I am. I, I mean, so a bit of history. Um, I, I had that filmmaking business and. I didn't want to do it. I was shooting a lot of weddings by the end of it, primarily weddings by the end of it. And I was just so bored of it. It was just the same thing over and over. Shooting weddings, a lot of fun. You just get to hang out with people who are happy. Editing weddings, not so fun. Particularly because I want every project to be the greatest edit I've ever done. Mm. And not every wedding is the greatest wedding you've ever shot. Mm. Um, And so I needed an avenue in order to like enjoy my camera again and have fun with it. So I started making Instagram stories that were shot, edited on my, like shot on a camera, edited on Final Cut, brought to my phone, uploaded, that kind of thing. But it was still just about uh, having fun. And it mostly was myself because I was by myself editing. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's like a consequence of availability. It's like, I am the subject. Because I am here. Yeah, and it's uh, the whole historical, I mean, YouTube specifically, it sounds like you started on Instagram, but YouTube specifically, YouTube, you have a camera, you have yourself. Yeah. And it obviously spawned so many different versions of of how people choose to display themselves. And so many of us found ways of integrating our interests, Mm -hmm. but around certain niches that aren't necessarily comprehensive. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say... Like, I do love filmmaking. I do love photography. And it's the the part of me that's online more than others. But it is not a comprehensive list of the things that I'm interested in by any means. In fact, even though some of my closest friends are in the same world and a lot of creators that I'm close with, like the Peters and the Maddies and all them of the world, I don't really watch their videos. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch the videos that I'm making. Are you watching a lot of video in general? Um... Yes and no. I don't watch a whole lot of YouTube anymore. I do watch a lot of TikTok. When I say a lot, it's like I'll sit down to, I'll sit down and be like, I'll be here for an hour. Like I'll plan, this is, instead of watching a movie, I'm going to watch TikTok for an hour. Mm. Um, I, I have so many thoughts about TikTok. I find it fascinating, terrifying, beautiful. It's, it's everything all the time. It's all at once, but what I loved about filmmaking, let's say, uh, was that it felt like this like empathy machine. What What's so cool about a film is that you can see the story of someone who's not likely, like someone who's not like you, and you can learn to empathize with them, and you can, you know, kind of get a feel for that world, and I think that's really powerful. TikTok has the potential, and depending on where you exist on the, uh, you know, in the algorithm, to do that at a level that is so unheard of before this, and I think that is absolutely fascinating. Mm. I also appreciate that, at least like when I go on TikTok, I, I don't really see creators. I see mostly regular people, like people that if this is not their job, they're not really monetizing it. And that's the stuff I love. Mm. I love seeing random farmers posting a video of like, this is what it's like herding my sheep. Hurt, herding, herding, you not herding. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
just attacking his sheep. <laughs> I mean, that, I love it. I mean, that could be on TikTok too. It, it probably is, and yeah. that's the dark side of TikTok yeah, that we'll yeah, get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, um, But what I, I just find so interesting that a generation of children, and I'm also worried about this, are growing up getting to see what it what life is like for so many people that are mm. unlike them in a way that no generation has ever had access to. Mm. You just I don't, you get to see people of different nationalities, different religions, different everything, and a little bit go, you're kind of like me. You're more like me than I thought you were. We kind of joke about the same things. And sure, maybe you dress different or look different, but I don't, there's this something so beautiful This is the optimistic viewpoint of the internet, which yes. is that people, these connections that are being made uh, help us to relate to one another. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is that you hurt sheep. Well, or or that it offers an opportunity and an interface to also hate one another. Yes, absolutely. Which you can find pretty easily as well. Just, I mean, I don't know if it's just as much. I haven't done the numbers, but it's it's there. There's a lot of it. Yeah, um, there's a, some some social media maybe more than other places, and I'm sure that there's there's some sort of positivity algorithm at play. I I've been talking on this show a lot about surveys and yeah, sentiment yeah. as opposed to your typical analytics, which is just like, well, if somebody watched something, right. it is therefore good. Then they views yes. equal good. But mm -hmm. then it's like, I mean, you can even catch yourself at times viewing something that you're not necessarily proud of. It's just like, what I've am hate I watched videos? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's a, there's a really, uh, we're probably going to see some. Thank you, Mo. By the way, we just got coffee delivery. We got to shout out Mo's unbelievable stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank and you, thank this you. is a quite a hot coffee, and it's. Uh, I've got some drippies on top. I feel like I just need not a sip right away. Thank you, Mo. Get right into it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's like everything that's good. It's like everything. Wow. Pros and cons. I don't know. I would say your uh, take on TikTok is unusual compared to everybody who's been here. There's a real, uh, there's been a lot of representation on the side of um, the attention span stuff. It's a real concern. The, the, and, and, and I suppose also maybe the lack of agency or selection, mm -hmm. right? The internet transitioning from a mostly selection-based place, uh, even if you think about the subscription model, let's say on YouTube mm -hmm. or um Pre-algorithm Netflix, that, that must have been a thing. I used to get discs delivered right. to I mean, me. TikTok is very unique in that regard where the decision-making is removed from it. And I know um, at a probably a not super healthy level for me, I love that because mm -hmm. I get decision fatigue. I was the guy at Blockbuster that was like, I'm not picking a movie till I've looked at every single movie in every single aisle. And my friends hated me for it. Mm. I'm the same way on Netflix. If I were to go to Netflix... And Wanda and I don't know already what I'm going to watch. It would take me forever. How do you feel though that that decision fatigue? How does that enter into your productive life? Does it affect it in the same way, or is it only ever reflected in consumption? Well, I mean, we were talking before we started rolling about how I think editing video might be my least favorite thing to do in the world. Part of that is probably decision fatigue. Part of that is when I'm making a video, um, the style of videos I make aren't always super focused um, let me just pause you for a minute for yeah. anybody who's unfamiliar with your channel do you want yes. to describe your channel and and the type of stuff or you know what yeah. just to just explain what you do on the internet sure yeah like when people ask me what i do i i don't say youtuber i'm not embarrassed to say youtuber uh, i just say i make internet videos um sometimes that's instagram sometimes that's youtube sometimes it's tiktok and sometimes it's for other brands social media stuff like that 
I, I make internet videos and I don't know if YouTube is where I'm going to be for the long haul or anything like that necessarily, but I stopped pursuing life as a filmmaker several years ago because I realized that actually wasn't my skill set. Narrative filmmaking uh, isn't my particular skill set and whatever my skill set is does seem to fit better in the world of online video. So I, I make some tutorials online specifically around types of video making that I've gotten good at in the process of making these internet videos. Um, and I definitely fit in that filmmaking video niche online. Mm. Um, but you know, I, like I made a video about a laser hair helmet recently just because, I mean, I'm getting older, started losing my hair and I thought, why not? Why not? What did you discover there? It didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Right. right. Which is fine because, um, the process of losing my hair while is interesting it's it hasn't been a terribly destabilizing experience for me hmm. um if you're anything, wearing it you're owning it you're uh, it is what it is oh i love that it is what it is yeah i completely understand i'm on the same page and if anything also i mean we're getting a little off track here having a shaved head just makes life easier you don't think about good day good hair days, been, bad I, hair days this a lot of people don't believe me i've been shaving my head prior to losing hair I just, when I was a kid, I always loved yeah. having extremely short hair, so it eased into it. I, there was nothing to lose. Yeah. So my, my internet videos, sometimes it's a, I might do a product review. Sometimes I don't really go into, especially on YouTube, I don't really vlog, mm. um, mostly because I don't like when other people around me are vlogging. Ooh. And it's not a shot at anyone else. I get it. It's work, whatever. Let's do it. Um, what constitutes vlogging around you? That's well, a good question. Um, like when does something cross over into vlog and the, away from the experience video? that I don't like is when I don't know we're doing an on camera thing and mm. suddenly someone's got the camera out and it's like, now we're documenting this. How would you describe that experience? Violation? You could. Lack of you privacy? Could call it, that. Um, it is a weird one though, isn't it? That it's it, a weird one. That in this community, it seems acceptable. It's also I mean, weird that I'm so, uncomfortable. May, because... Maybe less so now, but man, I've been in this long enough. Like you would go to some event or something, and mm. everybody is a camera. Yeah. They just are a camera. Yeah. Capturing who knows where it's going to end up or what it's going to be from what angle. Never mind you had a few drinks. I don't, you know, you're just not policing the thing. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's nice to know when you're on and when you're off. And it's not even that being on camera necessarily means you need to be a personality. It You just have to you, – you probably filter yourself a little bit more. You're probably a little bit more thoughtful about the words you're saying or a little bit more careful about the words you're saying because there's this idea that it's – what you say now could have consequences later. And this isn't about saying anything controversial. It's just you, you're just a little bit more – aware you're a little bit more self-aware but i don't mean that in a good way i don't mean in like i have self-awareness it's more like i'm thinking about myself too much right now hmm. you're, well you're being watched you're being observed you're being recorded the i mean we may feel that way because we're a thousand years old we might like there it's possible that future generations behave in the alternative fashion the one you just mentioned which is that I'm always being observed or I'm going to mm. act as if maybe the 
the surveillance yeah. will become comforting. You, Wanting there may to be, be a surveilled to it. Like too. what about like a Twitch stream and it's it's in the person's room and it's ten hours later. Yeah. Like what's some willingness to be surveilled? It's just and and no judgment on like people who do a like extensive live streaming like that. It's just it's not a world that I feel comfortable in. And so when someone starts vlogging around me, it sometimes feels a little bit like I, it, this doesn't happen often, but it feels a little bit like I'm being forced into that world mm. that I mostly choose not to be a part of against my will. And it's not going to look good if you pull out a camera like, stop, don't, don't do that right now. Mm. Um, but also, this is where the you, often. this is where the you, the actual you crosses over with the product you. The, yeah. Yeah. Where you're, you're wanting to be the actual you more frequently because yeah. it, truthfully, that's much better person to be. Thank you. It, me right now? Yeah, absolutely. Like I saw you on video. Not so good. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking from personal experience that the the product version of yourself is a, I mean, it's weird and difficult maintenance mm -hmm. and and uh, complex. And again, I've talked about I've talked about that with many people here, but it's just extra bandwidth. Yeah, and it's more to think about. So, but it, it's, it's an interesting topic right now, the idea of surveillance, because we are starting to see the wearable content creation devices start to hit the mark, like the Facebook glasses that just oh, came out. Yeah. And I mean, even before that, I guess you had the, what did Snap have? This, or, or, or the Google, spectacles, Google, Google Glass. Glass. Google yeah. Glass brought up some of the subject that we're talking about right now. Well, it's interesting. Google Glass started and they went you know what, this might be too soon. At least that's what I heard of the project is they were like, I don't, I, we might be crossing into territory that we don't want to enter right now. Well, you had, uh, you know, pr private businesses and restaurants and things that were taking a hard stance against it because patrons didn't like the idea of being surveilled. Right. And, and so it, it gave a little, a little bit of a taste to the resistance of such mm -hmm. things. But in the same uh, light as what you were mentioning re uh, regarding TikTok and and how the how low the barrier to entry is for content creation. What mm -hmm. that does is it sort of conditions or normalizes the idea of pointing cameras. Yeah, and having cameras yeah. pointed, and so the the thinking or at least the, the potential there is that everybody becomes more comfortable with the ideas in general. And who knows what's on the other side of that, though? That's a that's a very big picture question of, you know, what is three generations look like from now if we don't stop? Um, and I'm not I don't even know if I'm all that I wouldn't say I'm not all that concerned. I'm just not all that interested in spending a lot of time thinking about what it does to like the whole human race. Like I can barely <laughs> think about what it does to me and I've got to think about what it does to my kids. And that's about as big as my scope is right now. Right. Well, that's very practical. Yeah. It's very practical. But one thing that having kids does is it does at least expand the scope. Yep. It puts like another, I don't know, it, it puts another 78 years on your lifespan, right? Yep. Given the average. So now, now you're worried about a couple of lifespans yeah. and so you get curious about it but also my curiosity as when it comes to kids is they yours are not as old as mine they look for advice hmm. they want something they can apply hmm. it can't strictly be philosophical i mean it can you can try but the, right they'll get distracted what should quick. i do how yeah. long should i be on tiktok hmm. what's the healthy amount like these are 
No one has any clue. Yeah. Nobody knows the answer to these things. They're like, ah, uh, give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. It seems a little bit irresponsible, but I don't know that there's any better program for, for uh, managing such things. And also, you mentioned like the, the opinion I gave on TikTok's a little bit uh, different. Part of it is that I'm an optimist. And I, it's not a, a stance I've necessarily chosen. It is my my default mode is I think things are getting better. And I understand and I'm not ignoring the problems and the potential for problem here. I just really do think things are getting better and there's great potential for things to get even better. Mm. And I see, at least in my circles, I see more of the conversation happening around its detriments. And so sometimes I just like to play devil's advocate. And sure. I just want to say, hey, it's not all doom and gloom. Oh, well, yeah. Very, right? very few things are all bad. Yeah. Very few things are all bad. Some things are all bad. <laughs> sure. But it's it's it, there is a, um, some, you know, a simple way in which people want to discuss things. They always want to find the polar parts of it. And. So yeah, that 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 does contribute to the uh, oversimplification of the conversation, which, you know, you just can't do. We don't know how all these things play into the whole fabric and greater picture. So I understand where, where you're coming from with the overwhelming nature of being like, but what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. But somebody makes the decision. Yeah, that's the other part, too. So there there is uh, those tweaks and things I wonder about. I can't oh, partially because I post on these platforms. So I I. I can't help but wonder mm -hmm. what's under the hood. This mm -hmm. is just the equivalent of me like lifting the lid and, 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 and imagining which decisions are being made now, going to continue to be made. I mean, strictly from personal interest, if I want to continue doing this, mm -hmm. then that's always been a part of the process is investigating, putting the microscope on the platform to a certain extent, being able yeah, to predict yeah. Skate where the puck is going, type well, of thing. What's interesting for me is because I I started my career doing these videos on Instagram. I was making them in Instagram Story, so I actually built an audience there first. Mm. And Instagram Stories was never algorithmically based. It was if someone followed you, they'll see the most recent ones at the top. And there was no thumbnail, there was no title, there was no real paying attention to click through rates or anything like that. And I loved that. There was almost no possibilities to monetize it. You know, I, on occasion, I could do a sponsored post on my feed. On occasion, I could do a sponsored edited Instagram story or make stories for another brand. Um, but I, I kind of knew all along if I actually wanted to make a career out of this that was sustainable, I had to go over to YouTube because brands understand YouTube. Yeah. They understand the value of it, the longevity of it, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But now that I've switched over, and it's been a few years now, that came with having to care about all those things, having to care about yeah. the nitty gritty parts. And it's like... I have to reevaluate. It's like, is that what I wanted to do? Mm. It, or is what I liked so much about internet video, do I like it enough to weigh it against the parts of the job I don't like, which mm. is caring about the nitty gritty of the, of performance, of algorithms, of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, every job has something in it you're not going to like. Yep. Even that's why it's a job that you do love it. the most. Yeah, yeah. It, that's just, that's how jobs go. So it's brought to you by me, Undies. I wear, I'm wearing these undies right now. I pull them out. I pull them out of, out of the drawer every single day. Oh. I have an entire stack of these things. And let me tell you something. Well, when, when I try to find something I like, if I find something I like, I replace everything I have with that thing that I like. Mm. Especially when it comes to clothing items, but just in general. Yes. Undies, it's a competitive thing out there. Everybody's trying to sell you undies. Uh -huh. 
they're trying to get under your trying to get into your pants aren't they all the time into and under mm -hmm. uh, i wear the boxer brief i have a few different varieties like some of the more athletic types um most of them without the crazy flashy patterns but you got to do what you got to do uh, the main thing i like is the micro modal this is crazy soft material and i can also speak to the durability these things are they're hanging in there man are they yeah i had them for a bit now right on uh, the other thing you can do, if you can't even be bothered to stay fresh with the undergarments, is you could do the membership subscription. You just got the fresh undies coming. Can't you do that? Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? You can do that. So uh, I say uh, get started. Get your act together and uh, upgrade. Whether you're outrunning a killer or being abducted by aliens this Halloween, be comforted by the fact that your undies are sustainable and the softest in town. Me undies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micro-modal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints, ICU, My Boo, Tricks and Treats, Lazy Bones and Lazy Pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks and loungewear in sizes extra small through 4xl there are a lot of options to consider but make a decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you whoa and to our listeners for any first-time purchasers you get 15 percent off and free shipping me undies also has a promise if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason you can return your order for full refund within 45 days to get 15 percent off your first order free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash later. That's MeUndies.com slash later. Yep. So uh, you've been doing this for a bit? How long you been doing it? How long have you been on, an online personality? In 2017 was the year that I was like, I'll do online now. I'll oh. do internet now. Hmm. So it's four did, years. Did you did you have a prototype? Were there channels that you were looking at where you were like, I can I can do this guy. Well, so it. you can see, I mean, I've got these like five years ago, there's these like family vlogs. What's wow. funny about that is those are videos I actually made for my Facebook account. Um so they weren't even posted on YouTube for a long time. Hmm. Um my wife and I, we had traveled to Singapore a couple times. Her family was living out there. Uh, and that was when my daughter was first born. And so I just made these little family videos that were functionally vlogs. There was not really a whole mm. lot of music. They were just kind of fast edit stuff. And I liked progressing them, but they were just posted on Facebook. And at that period of time, and before that, I was watching Casey Neistat vlogs. Sure. And even while we were in Singapore, we'd be there for a few weeks. I'd still have to be editing my weddings. And I remember one day my wife looked at me. She was like, you, you know, you could do that. She's like, you, you don't do the Casey thing. But she's like, you could do whatever your version of that is. Mm. And I'd never really considered it. So I decided I would um, throw those Facebook videos onto YouTube. I mean, this one's got 1.7 million views. Wow. Which, I mean, that was surprising. Um, so you got, a, you got a positive push from your wife. Yeah, That's I good. did. But she knew I was unhappy at that point in wedding filmmaking. Mm. Because she knew that I just clearly hated editing it. Would, I, you, would you take a lot of crap from people with the wedding stuff? As far as not meeting expect, like, cause, cause, cause these people, they can, they can have very high expectations yeah. as well. Yes and no. So, what what we did do is we always provided really high quality stuff. Like, I'm still proud of a lot of the videos we made. What I did a horrible job of was running a business and mm. getting videos in a, a timely fashion that they oh. liked. 
Um, I've never been good with deadlines. And that was my first experience running my own business where I didn't really have a deadline. Mm. I technically could make that video. They didn't have anything in our contract that said when they would get to have it by. What's the problem with the deadline? What, what is it? Is it? Is it that you're you want to make it better, so you want to keep working on it, or is it that you're procrastinating in general? You're like, I oh yeah, I'll I'm get a to that procrastinator. later. Part of it is like I, I'm you know diagnosed with ADHD, which, is, which is fun, but that was an adult diagnosis. But it, when I did discover that, it it helped me understand so much of my early childhood years because same thing, homework, school projects, all of that. There's never been a thing that, not never. Basically never. There's rarely been things in my life that were finished without a deadline. Mm. Um, and so I need deadlines, but self-imposed deadlines do not have the same weight on my, I'll say ability loosely, ability to get those things done. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting how many different personality types have made social media work. Yeah have found a way to integrate whatever, because we, we're all, everybody has their stuff. Yep. Everybody's carrying their stuff around and whatever perceived limitations they have, mm -hmm. but have found each other through this ability to at least do this thing or do yep. enough of this thing. Yep. It's what I love about internet video, though, is I do get control. I do get to choose the things that I'm doing. Hmm. I, and... I, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, but impulsivity for me is both my favorite part of me and what I get to do online. And it's also one of the more destructive parts of my personality hmm. um, because impulsivity is the reason I don't sleep well. You know, if someone says, hey, do you want to go out for a movie? Do you want to have a coffee at 9 p.m.? I, I like to say, yes, let's oh. do those things. And part of that is what made my video career quite successful is these videos are fun and I'm able to follow impulses, instincts, and make a video in the moment that just feels like the right video to make. And it's surprising how often I'm right, creatively speaking, and how often I'm wrong, personally speaking. Do you have an example of a time, significant moment, where you said yes but should have said no? I, I've definitely done it with brand deals. Um, you don't have to name any specifics. Yeah, I've done it with brand deals online. And, and usually it's not that it was a... A, a product or something like that that I actually hated. It's more that I'll take on more work than I'm actually capable oh, I see. to okay. do. Okay. So not regret. Not regret. Just not wise. Yeah. No. That's that's fair. I, I just think that sometimes it's like there's landmines. You mm -hmm. know. That's the way that I reference like, do it. Do you have an example of that for you? Or? Oh my God. All right. Hit me with one. landmines. Yeah. Hit me with a landmine. I mean, for sure, I can't put specifics as well, but like. I mean, sometimes you'll, you'll associate, you would associate with a brand and kind of loosely, mm -hmm. not even endorsed, not even a sponsorship, right. but just something was sent to you and you thought it was interesting or cool or Will tells you it's interesting or cool and you're doing so much crap and nobody even sees any of my personal life, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is like after we're done talking, I'm, I got, yeah, you got it's chaos, man. Yep. It is absolute chaos. So sometimes I run in. And I run out, and we shoot, and that's the way it goes. And then it's like, oh man, you should have, you but you should have done the research and this and that, and you screwed up. This thing's a scam, or this is a whatever the um, like a Kickstarter product or something like that. It could maybe be, it is really it interesting. Could be maybe like you that. do have a prototype, 
But I can, I can is. very, very easily say that that would be an example of a time where you should have paused for a minute. Mm -hmm. You should have, like, nobody's wrong about it. It's yeah. just that in the flow and the crazy churn of it all, mm -hmm. you didn't. Yeah. You just went with it. And so, I man, I got dozens of examples that don't really need to be identified specifically, <laughs> yeah, sure. but... Um, there's something about sharing so much. I think I've posted close to 2,000 videos. You know, there's something about, and it doesn't even matter if you have a, a, a like strict protocol for how you make them. Mm -hmm. It's just actually generating that much content, that, that many hours of yourself doing anything that eventually you're going to step on the wrong patch of grass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I got comfortable with. I mean, it's not like it, it's not like it bothers me all that much. I just assume it's going to happen from time to time, at least yeah. in, 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 in my realm. But my realm's different than your realm. I'm curious, mm -hmm. actually, what a day looks like for you, a typical day. Actually, let's say it's a Tuesday. Okay. What happens on a Tuesday? <sighs> Lou, you've caught me at a good time. Oh! Yeah, I, uh, I, I both crave and reject structure. Mm -hmm. So I flourish under healthy routines, things like that. They help me feel oriented. They help me understand what my days look like, things like that. So when I get home from a vacation, as an example, it takes me longer than the vacation to feel like I'm back home again. Mm -hmm. um, however, once I get into a routine, I very quickly, I go, is this what I want? Is this, the, is this my life forever now? Mm. And so, you know, consciously or subconsciously, maybe I'll, I'll blow the whole thing up. Uh, right now, I'm in such a good routine. I'm so happy about it right now. I'm doing a little like a sober October and I've two weeks in a row, I wake up at 620 every single day and I'm actually falling asleep at night and I've just hired on a part-time producer, which has been so helpful. So things feel really good right now. So a Tuesday for me, uh, I have an alarm at 4.45 that goes off. Whoa. I don't like this one. I have to take medication. And then I try and go back to sleep for 90 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise I don't sleep at night. 4.45? How yeah. do you pick that number? I don't know. It was 90 minutes before when I want to wake up, which was like 6.30. That's not even right, is it? It's a little no. more than, oh, yeah, okay, I'm waking up at like 6.20, so it's 95 minutes. Okay. I assume the time it takes to fall back asleep. Got Get you. one more sleep cycle in. Interesting. Uh, wake up at... 620 something like that my daughter she's always awake i don't know what she doesn't sleep she just wakes up in the morning and she'll go downstairs make herself breakfast that kind of thing i've been doing a lot of vr exercising lately hmm. which is interesting so where i used to in the summer things like that uh, i do a lot of my running early in the morning um or late at night post kids go to sleep now my daughter's in school she started the first grade this year so if i even if i try to take a run at 5 30 a.m I'm not really going to be around for when she goes to school. I'll go run for an hour, hour and a half. You come home, you get a shower, you're disgusting, right? So it hasn't been practical. So lately, I wake up and I do a VR exercise, and it's awesome. It is so fun. Is there a specific uh, game or app? Or... Uh, I've been using this thing called Supernatural. It's basically, have you ever played Beat Saber? Yes. It's basically Beat Saber with triangles you squat under and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, a variety of, I mean, Beat Saber can be a workout. On absolutely. Its own. So it's that just kind of turned up and then there's like a coach kind of like talking alongside hmm. 
Which uh, VR headset are you using for the this? The Oculus Quest 2. Of course. Yeah, just the everyman's uh, the everyman's no, no, VR. No, no, no. Yeah. Actually, even around here, yeah, we've, had, is... we've had such a variety of hardware sent to us. There you have it. And yet, this uh, headset is be, uh, always one of the favorites. Wireless, simple. It's it's all in one. It's You don't need a gaming PC or anything like that. It's It does seem like not even just the first. It might be the only really approachable VR mm -hmm. headset. Now, do do, I mean, from the outside, people watching. Is anyone watching you do this? Is this a thing? Like, I don't know what your yeah, space yeah. looks like. It's just in my living room. It's just you're in your living room, so yeah. somebody's in the kitchen. Yeah, and I, you're just you're flailing around with the headset a blanket on over my like the front window so that no one outside can see me. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I wish I was. No, I don't. I'm at not. The gym. I, I don't think you. I think you, you. I don't think you need to not be proud of it. I'm just curious about the the reaction of others around. Are they fully on board? Are they like, well, he's doing his thing? I mean, my wife knows me well enough to know that like I do weird things mm. and and I pick up weird hobbies and I drop them. And I've been doing this as long as she's known me. So she sees me doing a thing like this or wearing a laser hair helmet or something stupid, and she's like, "Yep, that makes sense." Right. But it's not a character judgment, right? <laughs> I think the thing about VR that's strange for me is the the actual physical space that it occupies. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like we've had some of the earlier VR headsets that would have these little uh, the cameras. And stuff. What are they? What were they called though? Uh, they were uh, like little tripod IR trackers. Or I know, but they had a name. But they create a fence. And 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 so we would be arranging these types of rooms, uh. and and I started to think in the future if everybody's doing VR, let's say if it mm -hmm. truly takes off, it changes how homes rooms, are how built. Yes, yeah. Yeah. how homes are built or how rooms are laid out. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not going to be pushing the couch every time. Yep. And you need quite a bit of space. That's actually why I don't think VR is going to take over super quickly. It's just it's too space prohibitive. And even though the Quest 2, you know, it's 300 bucks or something like that, and it's all in one, and maybe you spend 40 bucks, 50 bucks on a game, and now you can do it, it's still, you do kind of have to move furniture around. You do need at least six feet by six feet. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people lay out their houses to just have open spaces. So I have to take my coffee table out, and that's about it. Have you ever injured yourself in VR? No. Oof. I've never thrown a remote my, and smashed my a TV. My kids have, been, have played the boxing game oh. and put, put the fist square into the wall. Oh Just didn't gosh. set up the fence correctly. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder what some of the most brutal VR injuries have been. You think anyone's ever died in VR? Like just, you could. You could really hurt. Fall down the stairs, who knows? I, I wouldn't tell the doctor. There's enough people that I guarantee you someone has died in VR. So sad. What a sad way to go. Imagine being discovered that way. <laughs> Just with the headset on. <laughs> the game is still playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was too quick. Oh, no. Yeah, a man dies in VR accident. Of course. It's crazy. I mean, your senses are completely shut down. Yeah. They're shut off. Yeah. And what did he do? He fell through a glass table. Is your coffee table glass? No. No, okay. no, no. No, it's not. We're good. I don't know that anyone should have a glass coffee table. I've just seen so There's many one right videos. Over there. There's one right over there. Well, just and you've got how many dogs here? Yeah, the dogs aren't really. I just, well, I just saw a video the other day of a dog jumping a couch and front flipping onto a glass table and it exploding. I've seen that video. Yeah. So don't do that.
That's probably a popular TikTok video. That's probably where I saw it. I would it. guess that then gets reposted every, every every place. That is weird. Every repost account. Something stuff like works that. on one algorithm. It works on all algorithms. Yeah. It's really not that I actually, I was never, I was not an early adopter of VR. That's not even a space that I'm terribly excited about necessarily. Mm. Mm. I actually bought it, you know, beginning of COVID because I had some friends that were telling me, that walk. have you heard of Walkabout Mini Putt? No. It's just mini putt. Right. It, it's it's lovely. And they were telling me it's really fun. So a couple of friends and me, we just bought VR headsets and we would just hang out at night and you can just play live. You're basically on a mini putt course. Sometimes it's an island. Sometimes you're in space. Cool. Here's a floating head and you just have a conversation. It's kind of like when I was in high school, I loved playing Frisbee, but just playing catch. I didn't play ultimate. Just play catch. It facilitates a conversation, keeps your body engaged. That's what mini putt feels like. We just mm. talk about, sometimes we talked about it like videos we were working on. Sometimes we just talk about nothing and just play mini putt. I love it. I I think COVID had had a weird effect where certain things, well, obviously a lot of stuff suffered, but mm -hmm. certain things benefited. Really flourished, yeah. Yeah, like this idea, you think about this 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 motivation to find some new format to interact with people, and everybody r rapidly tried to figure out ways in which they were going to sustain relationships. Yeah. For you, it happened to be mini putt. And I, yeah. But for other people, they found some other thing or some other game. Well, people were doing those like uh, watch with me Netflix things yes. or whatever. Or yes. there was a lot of online board game parties. I was getting invited like Zoom. It's funny, board how, game it's funny how you kind of need a thing, though. You can't just be hang out, yeah. right? Like that Zoom stuff was just murder to, to, to be stuck. Like, I mean, there's a few times where. Uh, family members, when, when it was real, when yeah. COVID was real and family members want to get together on, on Zoom and you're like, it's it's something missing. It's like this lag and this yeah, it's awkward. frozen, dead looking creatures yeah. behind cameras. And, yeah. and you just don't want to do it at all. You'd rather not. So maybe the uh, mini putt option. Yeah, it'd be better if your whole family could get together in a mini putt game. How do you mini look in the, what do you look like in the mini putt game? You're just a floating like eight bit head with a visor. Right. And then there's a floating mini putt wand. So you're like a, you're a pleasant looking thing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a, you're not a character. You're not building a character or anything like that. You're not making a Fortnite version, whatever. I've never played Fortnite, but I, I think I know what it looks like. I never heard of that game. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That, I know. That game took over my house for period of time and imagine that that was that's hyper addictive stuff as well the Fortnite thing and this and the skins and man it's I, the, i've the, never really gotten into video games largely because i know they would consume me mm. i have such an addictive personality anything i get into i get into 100 percent of the way I what's get a what's a what's a recent strange obsession i mean the the past year i've been really into hi-fi audio Mm. Um, which has been great because mm. actually what it does is now several nights a week, my wife and I will just, we've got this great stereo set up. We'll just sit on the couch. We'll put on a nice album and you know, snuggle up a little bit and just lose yourself in a beautiful album. Look at you. Yeah. That's the, that's the classic, uh, way to be. Yeah, well, you I, just, just you're, you're there. The 50s. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It, it's a kind of. It's a different type of engagement. Yeah, we've actually been throwing like 
small listening parties at my house. So I, I have a couple friends that, where I tell them, if there's an album you're really excited about, you want, you know, we can have four people over. Wow. We're all vaccinated. We'll sit down and we'll just listen to the album. Maybe we'll are have you some checking, drinks. Are you checking vax at the door? Is that how that works? I, I just know which of my friends are right. and aren't. Right. I've been having to go to... That my kids play sports, so I have to go mm. to a lot of arenas and stuff like that. And and it's been uh, very regimented. The, yeah, enter, yeah. the entering of things and the documentation and the waivers and such. Yeah. It's a whole new... I went to Ikea recently and I wanted some meatballs and you got to do the whole passport thing and sign it on what your What do you think about Ikea? I like being at Ikea. Is that I, right? Yeah, I like walking through all the rooms. Um, maybe it's the decision fatigue thing, or maybe it's an imagination thing. When I see a room and how it's laid out, I have a much easier time imagining whether or not a thing would work in my space. Hmm. Also, I mean, it's also the blockbuster thing. I want to look at everything. I like going to Ikea and having three hours set apart. Like I'm going to lay in a couch. That's pretty good. Move to the next room. Pretend I'm cooking. I take my time. Mm. My wife, she's like, can we just go downstairs, please? She just wants to go into the... Get the item. Yeah, whatever that hall area is. Right. No, I like walking through. Hmm. The whole experience. It's a... I mean, there's some tremendous psychology at play, the way they lay the thing out. Yeah. Whatever the maze. Like, that there's there's a... You're on a ride. Yeah. Well, right. There's an there's an inn, and you, you follow a pathway. You don't really choose where you go. They're... Maybe that's the TikTok thing that I like. It chooses, like, well, now you're in living rooms. You're on a ride. Yeah. And to get off the ride in Ikea is actually quite, like, they do not represent those fire exit routes, like right. the quick ways out. You, you can't really, they're not marketing those. It's a horror film right there. The fire breaks out in an Ikea. Everyone's just like, where do I go? We've been in the kitchens nine times. Absolutely. You nailed it. This is that's hot content right there. Yeah, Ikea's done interesting content though. We're uh, we're actually doing a video. I don't know. Can I say that? I don't know. We're doing a video with Ikea. They <laughs> launched a bunch of um, gaming peripherals. They're getting I, more into the game. Stream. I saw gaming chairs there just last week. They're getting into the game stream. They're partnering with uh, gaming brands. Maybe he can bring it up. Bring it up, Will. Bring it up. Look at this. See, see, Ikea is is. Um, Tremendously successful. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Tremendously yeah. successful, and they're trying to take part in this thing that's going on right now. Oh, my goodness. You see that hand? That's the hand. So, I mean, I was there with my producer, and we were just going around turning those into middle fingers. We thought it was funny. <laughs> but the problem is you can put a hang loose, but it doesn't really look like a hang loose on that. Mm. Middle finger is the only thing that's obvious. Middle finger doesn't mean the same thing everywhere. And I had no idea it was a headphone stand. I was like, why are these wood hands everywhere? You think it is a headphone stand, or could no, you? It could be. Could it you is. put anything you want on it? I mean, what, what do they you call you it? Put a cup on there. Accessory. They just say accessory stand. Look at this. Yeah, it's an accessory stand. Do they have any other examples of things you yeah. might put on there? No, no. It's just the headphones. I would. You, it could be holding one of those eight balls. You know the magic. That yeah, you the magic eight ball. Yeah, or a Rubik's cube. I or love something. desk toys. Mm. You're the fidgeting. Yeah, very fidgety. You're into the fidgeting. I've got a. An infinity cube. It's in my backpack right there. I use it while I drive. Should we check it out? You want to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get it. We had a, a guest on here, Accessorize Me is his channel. His name's Vince. Yeah, yeah, no. And and he's all about the fidgeting. He said fidgeting and EDC is the same thing now. Or at least there's a merging happening because I suppose if you're really into the fidgeting, then it's got to be a part of your carry. Hmm. Yeah, I, I 
I travel most places with this now, like when I can remember it. It's not an, like if I don't have it, I'm fine. Mm. Um, I just find I'm, I watch a movie easier if I'm doing something with my hands. So basically all this is, is it's a metal cube, right? And it just kind of continually folds and unfolds forever. So satisfying. It's very satisfying. And so I just like drive and I use it in one hand and just kind of. This is one of the better fidgets I've seen. With, this is a fun thing. I do this with my daughter. We were doing this while we were camping. We'd play like, imagine 10 different shapes out of this. So she would look at it and she'd say, okay, uh, this is binoculars. She'd hold her eyes. So she, it could be binoculars. It could be, uh, this is a bed. Um, you got it. Like, here's a picnic table. It's like Minecraft. Yeah, it's just fun to, to just stare at an inanimate object and see, using your imagination only, how many things could I pretend this is? And kids are so good at it because their whole life is pretending. How do you, how does a guy like you end up with a thing like that? The internet. Just browsing around? Is it a suggestion? Did you see it in a video? No, I had never heard of this. I think I think this was a suggestion. I, I might have just stumbled on this on Amazon, honestly. And An now, Instagram ad? It could have been, but mm. I had never seen them before, and now I've showed it to people. And they're like, oh, I had one of those when I was a kid. So I think this design has existed, this design of hinges to make a cube has existed Is it metal or plastic? This one's metal. You want to see oh, it? Yeah, sure. I'll check that out. This is better than a Rubik's Cube because I don't have to solve it. You don't have to solve it. You it's, can't solve it. It just keeps going and going and going. And the more you use it, the better you get at kind of like doing it quickly. What is it? Magnets? It is there magnets no. in here? No, it's just no I magnets. Think a little aluminum cubes. Oh, I was under the impression it was going to move anyway, but it, it. No, there are only a few ways that it goes. I wish it moved anyway with magnets. That'd be fun. Oh, I get it. Okay, cool. Then people can hear satisfying click and clack of this particular i need to get so, some more silent ones though because i'm watching a movie with my wife it's not a great right thing to be doing so it's called an infinity cube yeah i think that's the name of it and yeah, you can get it. one on amazon that one doesn't look quite as good as yours yeah i don't remember how much black it was. silicone for 16 bucks yeah it's interesting this uh fine-tuning of the objects that are allowed to be around in you. your peripheral yeah yeah, but particularly the things that are very close to you, like close to your body. I remember reading some, some thing about our relationship with products and how, the the more intimate, the more meaningful, the 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 like the closer that something is to you. If it's in your pocket, for example, versus like in your house, right, right, right. Or if you're in it, um, but people have have now been capable of fine tuning, as I mentioned what that list of things is yeah. and because i mean man i struggle with this accumulation of things absolutely and editing of things and what do you do with things yeah where do things go when you no longer want them you must have things you no longer want yeah i, I i've never been motivated by money and so one of the funner things in my job is like companies send things out and I just get to give them to people. That mm. is wonderful. Mm. Uh, so I usually, especially in the in the more YouTube types of stuff that I get sent, you know, a lot of companies like to send me gimbals. Um, <laughs> and what a weird problem to have. It's very bizarre. I got too many gimbals. Well, I put out a video a couple of years ago called uh, like don't buy a gimbal or something like that. And after that, every gimbal company is like, you haven't tried ours. huh?" Right. So right. maybe that's the one you should buy. And so they all just kept right. sending me them. Uh, and I was like, I, they're fine. Okay, fine. What was your peak gimbal, peak gimbal uh, uh, number count? 
gimbal count in your possession in your on your person? Probably like five. Five gimbals? Yeah, probably. That's... Now I think I have one and a half. Do you like gimbals? Are you using them on a regular basis? No, not on a regular basis. They slow me down. Right. Um, if I have a, a planned out shot, and sometimes I do, I'm a, a very specific shot in mind I want to get. I'll brist it out. Brist it out. Uh, but otherwise, I, there's very few shots that I really feel like I need it for. So you have a space, and your space is full of filmmaking gear. Yeah. But you're not a filmmaker. Yeah. I share it with three, oh. three other people. Oh. Yeah. I see. All close friends. So we all help each other out on projects. I um, see. So it's kind of a, a, a collaborative. Yeah, it's a collaborative space for sure. I see. And so our studio at some points have probably had 10 gimbals at the time. You know, there's. Gotcha. Everyone has new gear coming in, going out. And sometimes other people's gear ends up at our studio, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You're talking about you're talking about this. Other uh, people's gear. Other people's gear. Yeah. This there was something yeah. happened here delivering a lens. I saw, I watched this video. Yeah. So Pete Pete came over to the studio to deliver me a lens. He's like, "Do you already do you have this?" And I was like, "Kind of." Like I actually gave it to a friend of mine for helping me on a video. He's like, "No, you didn't." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I smashed your lens." Mm. So what do you mean you smashed my lens? And I guess Christoph, who's the guy's studio that I work out of, he had just bored it because he knows we kind of just share each other's gear. It's fine. Uh, he had borrowed the lens and he took it to help shoot this video with Peter and I smashed it. And then when he, he I guess he gave Christoph his lens to give back to me so I wouldn't know. So I was still using what I thought was my lens. Uh, and then Christoph took that lens to Zimbabwe. He's out there shooting like a docuseries. <laughs> so he's like, can I have my lens back? And I was like, well, I guess your lens is in Zimbabwe. So you should just keep the one that you just brought me and <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for the one to come back from Zimbabwe? I got to keep the new one. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. Lucked out. What a, yeah, what an uh, unexpected turn of events. I guess it also, this is, it turned into a video. It did turn into a video. You see? So yeah. you start like... I mean, that's a weird thing on YouTube is how often you're like, I could make a video out of this. That laser mm. helmet thing that where I was going bald, perfect right. example. I would not have purchased that right if i didn't think i could make a video out of it because that thing was so it was like 2500 bucks or something like that now i think it was us dollars but i'm like well i could put it in a video i could have a, a you know a brand deal segment in it that already covers the cost of the helmet hmm. and ta-da i could make a video the video kind of flopped but you're not happy with the results how much do you care about that you are you a big analytics guy no, no. i don't understand analytics I get so bored when I look at the page. I'm like, I can't look at these graphs for another second. Hmm. And I bail. I know in general what an average video for me, and I know what goes higher, and I know what goes lower, and I have awareness of what topics I could do that would do better or do worse. Um, but it really doesn't motivate me all that much. Do you Are you interested in projects outside of YouTube? Are, do you, what, is the, what is a project that you would love to do yeah. in the future or that you are actually okay yeah i've got a towards. few i've got a few shifts happening because when i mentioned i was doing these tutorials most of them were coming out of the videos i had made and now i'm feeling like i taught you all the stuff that i feel like i know well enough that i have some sort of authority to speak on right and i'm not going to make tutorials on things i don't know i'm not going to pretend i know things um 
So I want to make a shift. And there's two things that I'm doing. One is I've been workshopping a series where, I don't know what it's going to be called, where I just take up new hobbies and try and get really into them. Oh, this is, yeah. Who's the guy? Who's, yeah. Who's the guy I, who does there, that? Uh, well, I know what's his name in the, the UK, the Learn Quick. Um, Mike, Mike, oh my gosh, I feel no, bad for his name. No, I feel like, Will, you showed me this guy. Oh, I don't want to find Ooh. out if this is a channel. There, isn't there, isn't there? Isn't there probably is. No, by the way, I'm not claim, I'm not saying No, that, no, if, uh, don't worry, no. I, no I didn't mean it like that. No, I'm, it, whenever you have a format that works, yeah. you, there's no one person that can do all the versions of it. Yeah, oh, of course, but also, um, I mean, my fear is I don't want to find the channel doing it. <laughs> Because it'll stop me from doing <laughs> no, my own but the or I'll copy no, it. No, no, no. But the concept is not – no one invented the concept no, of – No, no, And there's also no new ideas. Yes. I've never had an idea that I went, that's great, and I Googled it and didn't find it existing already. Exactly. So I'm so, not terribly worried about I it. I was just trying to give the guy a shout-out because actually I've watched a couple of those videos. No, no don't veer attention outside of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I, uh, I actually probably would want to look into it. So there's that. I kind of want to take yeah, up some it, hobbies. For, for the record, I think what I like about that concept is that it's not about the video. The video, it's kind of like this, what, what this show here, where I would like to meet you. I would like to chat with you regardless of microphones and yeah, cameras. Right. And that's what I like. I, I, I like ideas that operate in a similar fashion here you're going to learn a skill yeah regardless you're going to extract as opposed to just point and shoot mm -hmm. and and or try to try, try to structure your own experience in a fashion that would be good for content yeah. as opposed to the other way around where the content is peripheral, where it's more sort of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned earlier, I I just get into hobbies, and I and it's a thing I do enjoy. So I like the be, being able to do that and with a, with a purpose. But the other thing that I like is every one of those videos, in theory, opens me up to an entirely new audience that isn't interested in the filmmaking. Uh, maybe they're interested in uh, whatever hobby that is at the time, right? Because every hobby has an enormous subculture mm -hmm. on YouTube. We want to do one on metal detecting because mm -hmm. I just think that's fascinating. Mm. Um, is this will this stuff go on your main channel or is this another probably, channel? Yeah, okay, probably, yeah. Okay, goes on my main channel. Um, because I've honestly <clears throat> the views on my channel. I I have a ballpark idea of like almost no matter what I make, this many people will watch it. Which is which is fun. Like those are the people that sign up for personality, not necessarily just the information, not necessarily just what I'm teaching you, um, but how I'm teaching it, which is flattering. Um, but I, I think at least most of those people would watch these. But then there's the potential of an entirely new audience to then also become part of that. I'll watch anything you do, audience. Mm. Um, so I want to do one on fashion. Don't understand it, mm. but. I also it gives me an opportunity to not be in front of the camera all the time, so I can actually turn the camera around and be focused on the person, like hopefully a, a single person in each scenario, um, who is an authority or a, or is really down the rabbit hole of that hobby. So give me, so you take fashion as a topic that seems very vast, it's huge. So how where where is the entry point or what, how, what is this a ten minute video? 10-minute video on fashion? I don't know yet. 
Yeah, I, I don't know yet. I mean, this is probably why 20, I'm so excited. Could be a 26 minute video. Yeah, I'm so ex- it might be because the other thing that I'm working on is uh, I've been documenting this whole ADHD process for myself for the past year of like from getting diagnosed to different doctors visits. I've we've been on four different medications and like it's been up down. It's been a whole. This is recent. Coaster. This is a recent development. Yeah, yeah, but over COVID, anyways. I actually Over I got officially COVID. diagnosed. Yeah. So COVID, what was COVID the kick, the push to actually pursue uh, treatment? It, yeah, it was time for me to really examine myself. It mm. was time for me to like look inwards and not be distracted by like social events and all the other things because I, I realized some of these things that I struggle with personally and professionally aren't just a result of I'm overworked or I'm there's too many things happening. So it's like oh. Even when it's just me and I have full control, there are these similar like traps that I'll fall into. Mm. Um, and I, this will probably be part of that video, but I've said since I was in high school, like I probably have ADHD. I just assumed I did, but I, I always said like, I don't know how getting, having a doctor tell me that would help me in any capacity. Mm. I was wrong, by the way. And, sure. and the way in which I was wrong was I didn't know what it was. I really didn't understand it. Um, I don't know if you relate to this. When I was a kid, ADHD, what I thought was those kids are too hyper and they need a pill to calm them down. That's a weird word. I totally recall that Hi- word. Hyper. Yeah. Oh, he's a hi- he's hyper. Yeah. It would be a type of label yeah. of sorts. And but it would but it was not very descriptive. It was like, what does that mean? Yeah. So and I, I I wasn't even like a super hyper kid necessarily, but it turns out there's like seven different types of ADHD and I have combined type and all this stuff. Um, but the, the medication part of it hasn't been super helpful for me, Mm. which is fine. But the part that's been helpful is actually learning about what that type of like brain looks like and what kind of things they almost always struggle with or often struggle with seeing them in my own life and then being able to learn from other people like these are some tactics that I use to help me with that. So things like object permanence or, or transition time. So object permanence is basically like out of sight, out of mind. It's a thing we all relate to, right? Um, most people with ADHD have that to an extreme degree. So it's why most people have a really messy desk because as soon as those things are gone, functionally they don't exist to your brain. They, there's not like a background part of your brain that knows like, oh, that's where, where the thing is. Um, the other way that that is affected is if I put an object uh, in the fridge, let's say, I'll remember exactly where I put it. If you turn it 90 degrees, I no longer see it. So if my wife then puts it back, she'll see me stay in the fridge. I'm like, we're out of milk. She's like, it's right there. I'm like, I'm looking everywhere. But the problem is your visual systems are referencing other, you know, like the part of your brain that is saying like, I know where I put it. It was right here, and if it is not there, it does not exist. Oh, it's weird. Um, but this is how thing does I've, she do? How does she respond to that? I don't, I don't know. She's just always thought I was blind, <laughs> and she's legally blind. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so she, so she, she's humorous about it. It never causes for any, sure. There's no friction because of it. She's my favorite person in the world, mm. like b- by a mile. Mm. I get sick of everyone within a certain amount of time. Right. I've never gotten sick of being around her. That's cool. Very cool. Very, very thankful for that. Um, 
But so there's little things like that that I've had my whole life or like losing things constantly and like putting things away and not being able to find them or keeping all my stuff in my peripheral. And I didn't know that had anything to do with the part of me that's like, I probably have ADHD. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I discovered there are so many other avenues of my life that are affected by it in ways that I was unaware, I'm now so much more able to deal with them. Hmm. Uh, so one of them is like getting my sleep under control. Um, I've just realized that that's another like very common issue that people with ADHD have is not being able to self-regulate and get themselves to actually sleep because you can't turn your your mind off. They race hmm. above average. And what would be going what would be going through your mind that would be keeping you awake? Everything simultaneously all at once. So like I'll lay in bed and I'll have three to five songs stuck in my head simultaneously. Hmm. which doesn't it doesn't sound good they're just all kind of going <laughs> plus i'll be thinking about future projects plus I'll be, like all these things that do not need to be thought about i'm not solving mm. i'm not intentionally thinking about them they're just on can't put it down yeah and when i found out those things I was like, oh that's not what most people experience when they lay down to go to sleep you know what i found out the other day my wife has a full apartment in her mind that she's designed so when she lays down to go to bed she just imagines going to this very peaceful apartment that she's designed not a bad over idea. time not a bad idea. and helps herself go to sleep. I was like, what? My brain's like, and that it's horrible. So again, learning about these things has helped me discover, oh, I actually probably need a much larger buffer time to get myself ready for sleep than most people do, which was helpful. So now I'm like, it's been a while now, but no screens after 9 p.m., things yeah. like that, things that everyone benefits from. Um have actually helped me to take some of these things under control. So the medication, take it or leave it. Some people actually do need it. I'm not sure if I do. What uh, kind of effects do you notice? Is it? Oh, is there any downside? Yeah, the, the problem is the downside. So I've been on four different medications. <clears throat> uh, I just started a new one last week. And that's why I have to wake up at 445 because the first few days I was taking it at 7 a.m. And I'd, I'd, you know, I'd do my whole bedtime routine and I'd, Maybe I'd take a bath or something. I'd read a book, like everything right, no screens. Between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., laying in bed, tossing and turning, just brain mm. so fast because it's a stimulant medication. It's kind mm. of like it's it's like having long-term caffeine in your system. Um, Seems like an odd treatment when your so things are already seemingly rapid. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So uh, a pretty dumbed-down way to look at it is um, – most people with ADHD have a much lower baseline of dopamine. And because we have a lower baseline of dopamine, that hyperactivity is actually saying your body, it's like it's thirsty for that neurochemical. And it's like, feed me, give me a screen, give me a video game, give me something because I'm, I'm so thirsty. Give me TikTok. Give me TikTok. It's, it's extra addictive because <laughs> um, I want that dopamine because it's something I'm low on. Mm. So a lot of these stimulant medications, what they do is they actually pull your dopamine up to what it was more like a normal baseline for people so that your brain actually no longer needs to be like thinking about everything, looking at everything, trying to like get that kick from somewhere. Um, the, the problem is though, it can keep you up at night. Hmm. So it's like, it's like your baseline, you, there's the positive element is that the baseline goes up, mm -hmm. but then you can't, you don't necessarily calm get to control down. There's no calm. Well, for a lot of people, the problem is when it does calm down, you crash 
and that can be really bad for some people. And I had that with some of them, but this more recent one is a very gentle medication, but the problem is it lasts really long for me. It's so it's such a wild thing to imagine. I mean, there's so many uh, factors so many. And, and, and individual aspects of the way in which a person is interacting with mm-hmm. these medications. And it, it, I mean, you hear about it, but it is this kind of thing where there's an experimentation to it. Like, mm-hmm. well, let's see what this, how you re- respond to this. And yeah. then you have, of course, being monitored the whole time by a, do- yeah. a doctor. I met with psychiatrists. I had a a psychologist I was meeting for um, a little while. We were going for walks together to kind of like sort through oh, some of this cool. stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Is, is you stopped doing that? Yeah, I realized him and I weren't such a great fit. Really? Yeah. How do you, how how long did it take to figure that out? Uh, we were meeting every other week for a couple months. So we probably met, you know, five or six times. And it what was kind of nice is it seemed like he sensed it maybe because at the end he's like, so do you want to put another one on the books or do you think we'll just call it for now? And I was like, I think we'll just call it for now. Interesting. It's helpful. So it's not that I would say he was bad at his job by any means. I just felt like there was a a conversational disconnect Mm -hmm. where it was no longer feeling helpful Mm -hmm. for me. You got The truth is I probably just need like a better therapist rather than whatever he was. I don't even know what he was. (laughs) He was a psychologist. I know that. But I reached out to four different people. I think you can call that a therapist. I think that crosses over. Yeah, but there's so many different types. Right. He was just the only one that responded to my email. So I was right. like, I choose you. So right now you ha- you don't have one at all. There's no. no talking happening at all. I mean, I have like my wife and I sure. have a few good friends. But no, there's no, um, there's no set professional that I'm speaking with. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, everybody, yeah, like everybody finds their own way. Some people find that very helpful. Though. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm 100% on board. In fact... If I would stop procrastinating on it, I would have a, a new therapist already. Now, if you did get a therapist, would it be, does it have to be in real life or can you do it online? Yeah, I just don't want to do it online yeah. is, my, is my thing. I don't want another Zoom call in my life. I don't want yeah. another FaceTime. I, I'm, I'm just more at ease. Like we were meant, to, it's so good we're doing this in person. I've done enough podcasts over the phone and they're not the same i actually don't even see the point personally i mean every so often we have to accommodate certain situations Mm -hmm. but there is so much nuance in conversation small little micro things that are happening and and latency plays such a big role when when do you oh yeah start stop go kills a conversation so fast uh it's uh so, yeah, I'm, I'm in full appreciation of the idea of doing things in real life, talking to people in real life, so much so that I would say I neglect a lot of uh, my accommodation for alternative mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. of interaction. But so many people have done the opposite in the past year or past two years yeah. where things have increasingly gone online. My, my kids had to do the school online. I, they were dying. They were dying in front of me. They couldn't do it. They, yeah. They're just sitting there slumped yeah, my, over. My daughter tried to do junior kindergarten on Zoom. Could you imagine? It's so impossible. You can't make a four-year-old sit on an iPad and pay attention. People were trying to do whatever they could do. Yeah, trying their best. You appreciate it because I know it was hell for those teachers too. Oh, oh my goodness. You they can imagine being on that so much side of it, trying yeah. to entertain 18 faces on the other side of a screen. Yeah, and uh, they're all trying to make viral TikTok videos of their Zoom classes and stuff like that. And not wow. the kindergartners, but... 
Who knows? Eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> this thing is a, is addictive in a good yeah, way. Yeah, you I'm uh, I'm more relaxed. Yeah. I'm buying one. I'm going to keep one over here. I wish Hope. I had a fidget spinner. I'm going to give, uh, maybe we should have, this is what we should have, Will, like a shelf or a table of a variety of interesting objects like this. Mm. And people could just guests, like pick yeah. one up as we're, because weirdly it, uh, I feel like it enhanced, it enhanced some element. Yeah. It's, it's something nice to just focus I, And I don't energy. like a lot of those other ones I don't like. Mm. This one, I like cubes. I like cubes also. Uh, um, uh, I've got a small cube collection. Sharp angles. Yeah. And structure. Feels structural in a way. Yeah, it feels but good. Thank you for introducing me to that. And thank you for coming here. Oh, thank you for having me. This, this is great. Yes, this has been uh, a pleasure. It's been a joy. It has been a joy. It uh, has been a real thing that happened in real life. And yep. We just so happen to have cameras here. We didn't do it because the cameras are here. We just so happen to have the cameras here. Now we get the vibe. Yeah, now we really do get his moment. Moment to shine. This coffee came in handy too. Wow, everything mm -hmm. just went off without a hitch. Thank you so much, man. Thank you.